0: A Charlotte company wants to redevelop the 130-year-old Linden Cotton Mill in downtown Davidson as offices, shops, and maybe a brewery or restaurant. But the factory also once made asbestos products, and the five-acre site is contaminated. In Part 3 of WFAE's series Asbestos Town, environmental reporter David Borax looks at the status of the redevelopment and concern in the historically African-American neighborhood around it.
1: Adaptive reuse of old factories is happening all over the region. Not far from the Linden Mill in Davidson, the century-old Davidson Cotton Mill houses a popular restaurant and offices. And a few years ago, Davidson College renovated the 1920s Bridgeport Fabrics Factory into a co-working space and business incubator. Mark Miller of Charlotte developer Lat Purser and Associates sees a similar opportunity.
0: When We came across the Linden Mill and just thought that was a, a very unique opportunity to preserve the mill building. We felt like There was a lot of character in that building and that preserving that character would add a lot to what is already a pretty dynamic town of Davidson.
1: The company has been working on the 14 million dollar project since 2019 but it's slow going because the site is contaminated. From 1930 to about 1970 Carolina asbestos company made asbestos fabric shingles and brake linings there. Over the years workers tossed waste asbestos into a pit behind the factory. That pit is now a 25-foot-high mound with an estimated 2,200 tons of asbestos-containing soil that has scared off many a developer. So we've had seven buyers uh, since 2007. And uh, all but the present buyer eventually did not proceed uh, with the deal. And that was generally over the costs and risks of remediation. That's Cynthia Chereau of Seattle. She and two siblings inherited the mill in two thousand four after the death of their father, Robert Kenyon. It's now the MetroLina Warehouse, where tenants include a furniture market, a CrossFit gym, and a bottled water business. The family has no plans to clean up the asbestos themselves. Chereau says they'd like to sell the building for a higher use, which would include a cleanup. This is a site that needs to be redeveloped. I mean it. uh... Because of the nature of the site, it needs a permanent uh, cap, it needs a permanent solution, and it needs something that uh, will be an asset to the neighborhood and to the city. Getting there won't be easy, but state law offers a path for redeveloping sites like this one. It's called a Brownfields Agreement, and it spells out how a developer will clean up a site that has environmental problems. It also protects developers from liability, makes local governments eligible for federal cleanup grants, and can include tax breaks. Once it's approved, the developer has a better chance of lining up financing from a bank or investors. Another developer started the process a few years ago when he proposed raising the mill and building a four-story apartment complex. That never happened, but Carolyn Minnick of the State Department of Environmental Quality says the draft agreement is now in the new developer's hands. They've submitted a draft asbestos management plan. We've sent them comments back. It is moving a bit slowly, but we're making a couple steps forward. Developer Lat Purser and associates previously cleaned up and redeveloped a site off Freedom Drive in Charlotte that now houses an advertising agency. Still, asbestos presents a whole raft of new challenges, says Mark Miller.
0: We really had to peel that onion back to understand what they really were. And admittedly, I mean, I've learned a lot more about asbestos than I ever thought I was going to learn. Um, so... It's obviously a delicate situation.
1: If Miller eventually goes forward, the plan is to permanently cover the asbestos, not to remove it. He thinks it could cost about $5 million as a ballpark figure.
0: You know, right now the site is in a temporary state, and it won't last forever. And so a developer or a, a group needs to come in and permanently encapsulate the site, and take this liability off the table for the town and for the neighborhood.
1: Miller also says the project now faces another challenge, the changing real estate market amid the coronavirus pandemic.
0: You know, the pandemic has certainly had a significant effect on really more of the space planning. Now you have to think about what are the right uses. Originally, we were heavy. On food and beverage, we were heavy on retail. You know, now we have to relook at
1: that. Miller says that means the mill could wind up being offices instead of shops and a brewery. Whatever happens to the Linden Mill almost certainly will require more healing in relations between the neighborhood's longtime African American residents and town officials. Over the years, neighbors have complained that town officials ignored their warnings about asbestos. Ruby Houston lives across the street from the mill.
0: It is a work in process. I think that we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Uh, I quote Martin Luther King all the time. We don't know each other because we haven't communicated. We haven't communicated because we fear each other.
1: That's been a historical fact of life in Davidson, says former mayor John Woods. The railroad tracks have always uh, created a psychological barrier in town, as they do in in many towns, Uh, but we're certainly a case of that. That history is part of the reason there's been pushback against redevelopment from the West Side neighborhood. People say they're worried that any construction will disturb the asbestos. Former town board member Garfield Carr is a lifelong Westside resident whose father and grandfather died of cancer after working at the asbestos mill.
0: Personally, I wouldn't put a business in that building given what I know from you know growing up near it and, and I think it would cause. More harm than than good. I, you know, if it could be torn down and then just planted over, be fine. But I don't know if I would agree to any development
1: there. And beyond health concerns, many neighbors worry that redevelopment could hasten gentrification of Davidson's west side. Irving McLean has lived in the neighborhood her entire life and sees new people moving in.
0: There was a time when you nobody wanted to come over here but us now all of a sudden if you can look around we're getting overcrowded with they want to do and change the whole thing and it takes away from you know the feeling of home and family around here
1: mclean says she gets calls all the time these days asking if she and her husband want to sell their house she says progress is inevitable but no we're not gonna sell yep. Some in town hold out hope that something will eventually happen at the mill. During his term as mayor, Woods watched developers come and go. That site, um, when you look at it uh, from the 50,000-foot level, uh, is an incredibly valuable site to the town of Davidson. Uh, We had great hopes um, uh, that if and when transit, rail transit ever gets to Davidson, that that could become a hub. And some neighbors say they're not opposed to the development as long as it cleans up the site, and they can still afford to live here. For WFAE News, I'm David Borax in Davidson.